10 News Conference starts right now. Good morning, everyone. I'm Gene Valicenti. Happy New Year. This is our 10 News Conference look back and decision 2022 look ahead. Allison Bologna is with me this morning to assess some of the more than 40 shows we've done this mm -hmm. year with a particular focus on the candidates for governor and mayor of Providence. Good morning, Allison. Good nice morning. to come with you. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll play some clips. Okay. And then we'll, uh, we'll chat about it and then we'll keep going. We have a lot to get to. Let's begin with uh, Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea. Democrat who wants to replace Governor McKee next year. She wants to be the, de the governor. Do you support legalizing recreational I, marijuana I, in Rhode Island? Because I it comes with problems point, too. Yeah, no, I know, I know. At this point, I, I think, you know, given how far, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's been developed, yeah. As a mom, am I concerned about the legalization of marijuana recreationally? Absolutely. Hmm. So it's not one where I'm going to rush forward and say like, oh yeah, let's run through, you know, and, and, and not look at the experiences that other states are having. Do you support continuing with the car tax phase out? That was Speaker Mattiello's baby. Nobody likes it. And there's money to continue with that. No, again, I think that, that continuing to phase it out is a good thing. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty regressive kind of measure. Buddha. Uh, the hospitals, the state hospitals, a mess, DCYF, a mess. It's been really, really challenging. And I guess to me, it, it, it speaks to needing leadership that will come in and reinvent government. That where you're taking, you know, looking at what the agency employees are telling you, what the, what the clients, what the customers are telling you, and right. from there crafting it. You don't need outside consultants to tell you a lot of these things. What kind of Democrat are you? Are you a progressive Democrat? Because you have some people very far to the left in your yeah. party. I am, I am a Democrat that believes that government should work for people, okay. um, and I'm pragmatic, and I, and I like bringing in people uh, from all sorts of backgrounds together. You're not for defunding the police. No, no I hate that term, actually. Right. What about the Superman building in Providence? You know, mm -hmm. I know that's a city issue, but nonetheless, the you have to look at it every day <laughs> from your office, should you prevail. And that thing is kind of the center of Rhode Island, I guess, really. And look at it. Look at it. I know. What do we do with it? I don't know. I mean, I think that we need to, you know, continue to work at it. I know that there's a lot. I, I look forward to having conversations with the community about, you know, how to best do that. Yeah. Um, you know, and but also be fair to the fact that, you know, certain corporate interests took, took, a, took a, a, a venture that yeah. didn't work out for them. Would you provide driver's licenses for illegal immigrants? Uh, I know. That, issue. Yeah, I, I know. And, and I think I'm glad to see that the, the, the legislature is finally tackling that issue. Yes, driver's licenses are not a citizenship document. They're a measure of how, you know, you know, whether or not you know how to, you know, transit on our highways and byways. But it's also a divisive social issue because people, some people say you broke the law to get in here, you don't belong here, and we certainly shouldn't reward you with a driver's license. A driver's license is a privilege. Well, I don't know. I don't think, think of it as a privilege. It's actually something that proves that you know how to drive uh, on the roads. But it is considered a privilege, and even by yeah. Rhode Island's terms. So you'll be okay with that. I'd be fine. All right. Hey, uh, Allison, we covered a lot of ground there. Now, Nellie Gorbea, uh, she was the first to announce. She came out very, very early, and that was in June, mm -hmm. uh, shortly after she announced. But then she went kind of quiet. I know she's working the phones, raising money. She put out a poll that says, I'm the one who's tied with McKee. Everyone she's else big on is social right me, now. Right, but it was her poll, and you said she's big on social media? Yeah, she's been pushing a lot on social media now, yeah. especially on Instagram, I think trying to get the younger uh, voters out there. Yeah, and she wants to be like in the front and center, for sure. She was the first to announce, and here she is. And she kind of positions herself, right, like a problem solver, a little yeah. bit reminiscent of Gina Raimondo, so we'll see what happens. Well, she won two elections. Yes, she uh, did. So the voters know who she is. I mean, she's going to have to spend some money to, you know, reacquaint herself with the voters again. Uh, she doesn't, they all don't want to, nobody wants a label. But you know what's yes. fair, but listen, she's left of center. 
Now, she's not a far-left progressive, but she mm -hmm. certainly is left of center, and progressive might be the right, uh, right term for her. All right, let's move on. Uh, Treasurer Seth Magaziner, he's another Democrat, left of center. He wants to be the governor. Well, I'm running for governor because I want to build a stronger 21st century economy for Rhode Island. We're at a very critical moment okay. in our state right now, and we have an opportunity to not just go back to where we were before the pandemic, but to build an economy that is stronger and more broad-based and more robust than what we've had in the past. Now, Governor Raimondo, she also took over the schools in Providence. Mm -hmm. We're assuming next year's the election. They're not ready to turn those schools back to uh, city yeah. control. So that's going to be your baby. What would you yeah. do differently? You've been watching this whole thing from the start. Yeah. So some of the things that I will prioritize, both for Providence and for schools statewide, uh, expanding early childhood education, delivering universal preschool for every student, regardless of income, okay. um, more support for career tech programs, because you can get a lot of good jobs right out of high school mm -hmm. without a four-year degree if you have a good career tech program. In Providence, a big issue, uh, more support for kids who English is not their first language, which right. is a significant percentage right. of the students in the schools. Why do you want to be governor? I want to be governor because I think in this election, yeah. uh, we have a real chance to set the state on a course for a brighter economic future. Where are you in the, in the pantheon of Democrats? Are you a centrist? Are you left of center, right yeah. of center? Where would you put yourself? The way I <laughs> categorize myself is as a Democrat who knows how to get things done. Taxes. Would you lower taxes? Would you lower the sales tax? Um, so my priority is going to be on investing in areas that catalyze economic growth, education, innovation, 21st century infrastructure. You're going to keep the truck tolls up? Yes, I, I was a supporter of that. You know, we need safe roads and bridges. Do you think it's a good idea to run in tandem with a lieutenant governor candidate? Do you have someone in mind? Because Governor McKee, he brings Sabina Matos everywhere. Yeah. I want to be able to work well with whoever the other general officers are. Um, so at this point, my plan is to uh, focus my energy right. on getting my message out. All right, so Nellie said she was pragmatic. He said, I'd get things done. Same thing. Right. Left of center. It'd be interesting if he does say, I want to run with somebody next year. Well, that would be Matt, different. Matt Brown is doing that, and so is Governor McKee. And that's what Massachusetts does, right? Yeah. I think that's what Governor Dan McKee would like as well, as now, we he, see with Sabina. He supposedly has more money than anybody else. And he doesn't like to talk about that necessarily, does he? No, but well, we could ask. We could ask. Yes, yeah. we could definitely ask. Um, he also doesn't talk a lot about his family yeah. um, and where he went to school necessarily. He kind of just moves that to the side. But I think his strength, in my opinion, you correct me if yeah. you think I'm wrong, is the fact that he took what Gina Raimondo left as state treasurer and he really reinvested a lot. Yeah. And um, all of his emails that come out to us in the media has to do with um, the returns right. well, you on know, how he's invested. Yeah, his father was Ira Magazine, mm -hmm. very close with the Clinton, so he can certainly tap into that sure. Clinton machine if it's... If it's still up and running, you know, it's been a long time. I since just the don't Clintons know if Rhode Islanders know him as much as they know Nelly. Yeah. What do you think? Well, um, well, they've both been in for two terms yeah. now. So I, that's a good question. I, I don't know. Yeah. We'd have to see. He's going to spend, they'll both spend a lot of money. We'll be, they'll be as familiar as we are. Very at, soon. At some yes. point. All right, let's keep going. Another Democrat now. This is our Dr. Daniel Munoz, who might be uh, seen as a long shot candidate. Uh, he's an MD. Uh, from the inner city. He's tried before to run. He wants to run again. Let's meet him, Dr. Daniel Munoz. Why the switch to the Democrat Party? Why? Because I think it's time for Rhode Island to actually see programmatic change. Where do you fall in the pantheon of Democrats? Where do I place you? Place me on the side of the working and oh, the marginalized. Oh, no, 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 that's such a talk away. Now, come on, where do I put you? Are really, you a centrist? Yeah. Are you the left of center, right of center? Why, why not answer that question straight? Because those are labels that are set up for political gain that works against working families. We need to talk yeah. about the 95% of Rhode Islanders that are caught in a top-down struggle, Gene, the connected and the not connected. Yeah. So let me ask you, what right. issue would you be considered far left on? 
Are you tax the rich? Are you defund the police? It's just interesting you say that. You know, I do think that those who make $450,000 a year should pay their fair share of taxes. Mm -hmm. I do believe we live in a country where we've seen $1.6 trillion redistributed, to use that phrase, that right. word, to the top 1%. It's time for everybody to pay their fair share. We all have to be invested in future generations. You're not defund the police, are you? You know, I believe it's about fiscal accountability. Are you defund the police or not? That has become a litmus test for your party. Let the litmus test folks do the litmus test. I am about talking specifically about the changes we need to make about where we should be applying mm -hmm. funds and how to effectively make Rhode Island better. Would you keep the truck tow gantries up? from the Raimondo era. You know, the, the gantries are up. Yeah. My focus today is on ensuring that tolls are not being applied to residential vehicles. Okay. My biggest concern is those are the walls we need to make sure aren't built up. Uh, would you legalize regular marijuana? Yeah, so I've always been a proponent of, of uh, the use of medical cannabis. In terms of legalizing recreational cannabis, mm -hmm. Yes, my concern is right now limited licenses focused on large corporations, so essentially monopolies, are the path that legislators seem to want to take. Driver's licenses for undocumented aliens. Yes, first day. What is the one issue you're talking about that nobody else is talking about? We need to connect the dots. We are talking about investing in healthcare infrastructure in a time where not only is healthcare expensive, mm -hmm. but COVID-19 showed us that we didn't even have the capacity to run tests. We need to build infrastructure that provides a free community health system for all Rhode Islanders, reduces the cost burden of healthcare for working families who even when they're working two jobs are pushed back into poverty right. because they can't afford their healthcare no. bills. I think I'm enjoying these interviews more. It's like pizza the next day. <laughs> Nobody all the likes they that said. one question from you, do they? Uh, he'd be a long shot. Yeah, so when we're talking about name recognition, a lot yeah. of people don't know who he is, unless you're from Central Falls, Pawtucket. He's yeah. from Central Falls. Um, his family is pretty well connected as far as that goes. They're from Rhode Island. They are very much grassroots. He considers himself a community organizer as well, yeah. and he talks about that too. But he brings a lot of credibility when it comes to the healthcare system, for sure, as a doctor. Yeah. Bright guy, MD. Very bright. Uh, doesn't practice, per se, with patients, but is involved in technology and research and stuff like that. It's interesting to see the personalities. They're all so different. Yeah, Dr. Daniel Munoz. Now we've hit Nelly Grabea, Seth Magaziner, Dr. Munoz. Let's get to Matt Brown now. Far left progressive. He was your Secretary of State for one term, ran for governor before. He's back again. Look, I'm running in a primary against a, a long-standing corrupt political establishment that has served the interests of the wealthy, the connected, the corporations in the state instead of the people of the state, all the people. You mentioned Cynthia Mendez. You, you, we don't run as a ticket here, but you really are sort of running as a, as a virtual ticket. She's with you everywhere. Yep. And uh, you said the great senator. You know, she's defund the police. Are you defund the police? No, she's not. Neither am I. Well, from we, what, I, what I read... Uh, she's uh, no cash bail. She tweeted that yep. out. Yeah. Where would you, where do you stand on defund the police? Oh, totally agree on no cash bail. Our, our uh, policy is the most comprehensive policy to fundamentally change uh, the criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. That includes legalizing marijuana. That includes ending cash bail. Okay. That includes no, no for-profit prisons. So there are a lot of things we need to do to fundamentally change what is a, a broken criminal justice system. You, we have a comprehensive policy to do that. Just nail down to defund the police. Are no. You defund the, what no. are you? And what is she, by the way? Our policy is a comprehensive policy to fundamentally change the criminal justice system in the ways that I said. With yep. regard to cutting the traditional police budget and spending it on social workers or other areas, that's defund the police. Now, you can argue it's reimagine the police. Are you, are you for defunding the police? Cut the traditional budget, police a different way. Yeah, no, as I said, no. We're for this entire uh, comprehensive change to the way we, we keep our community safe, uh, the way we uh, uh, deal with criminal justice in this state. Hospital merger. Do you like what you see so far? Let those two groups merge, yes or no? 
No, I'm skeptical. All right. Truck tolls, would you keep them up? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical but, also. Right. <laughs> Legalize marijuana. Yes. Yes. Uh, driver's licenses for illegal immigrants. Yes. The, uh, the Superman building, what do we do with it? Any ideas? Turn it into affordable and low-income housing for people and help, help solve this homelessness crisis. Oh. He's not the first to say that, by the way, he mentioned the homelessness crisis. That particular day, he had been camping out up at the State House, along with uh, Senator Mendez, who he's running in tandem. He's for governor, she's for lieutenant governor. Allison, uh, he's tried before. Now, even if he doesn't uh, succeed, you know, he's not to be underestimated. He has a coalition mm -hmm. of far-left progressives who may take more House seats. And I think people know him because he's run before. And he's really hitting a stride right now because affordable housing is a headline, especially yeah. with the COVID relief money coming in and the Superman building. Nobody wants to see it, it seems like to me, torn down or otherwise. They want to see it reimagined is the word we keep hearing. And affordable housing is a big hot topic yeah. right now. So maybe that'll happen. So the homeless, because he said, I forced Governor McKee's hand. He wrote the check. He was there more for two weeks. After I camped out. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's get to Helena, folks. Now, Helena came out uh, the last of the bunch that we're talking about here. Uh, she's a businesswoman, uh, and uh, she's yet to come on this program. She will at some point. She's going to get some tough questions about her stewardship of CVS. She ran CVS, and she's taking credit for getting all the tobacco out of CVS. There are other nagging issues, though, that you'll have to answer to. Let's hear from Helena in her own video. Hi everyone, I'm Helena Folks, and I'm running for governor of Rhode Island. Now I know many of you don't know me and I hope that changes in the coming months. I also felt fortunate because I got a great job at CVS in Woonsocket, the headquarters there, which is the largest company in Rhode Island and now the fourth largest in the country. I was at CVS for 25 years, rising through the ranks and having almost every leadership job you could have, including being president of the retail business, where I had responsibility for 200,000 employees and $80 billion. Well, I had responsibility. Allison, she got the tobacco out. That was a big deal. And everybody deal. agrees that was groundbreaking right. and she tremendous. Was, she was mm -hmm. also presiding, though, over the pharmacies when they were doling out tens of millions of opioid pills irresponsibly. According to a jury in Ohio that just held CVS, Walgreens, Walmart responsible for the crisis. Their term, reckless distributions. Yeah, public nuisance. Now, this is the lawyer who won the case against CVS. This was on Helena's watch. Let's listen to what they were doing. We were able to prove that the, the pharmacies, CVS being one of the three, the pharmacies were not performing under the law the way they should. They have to not just dispense drugs like a vending machine, but look at each case and determine whether the drugs are appropriate. They have the obligation to do more instead of just saying, we fill prescriptions. The doc gives me the prescription, I fill it. Was it as simple as that? Yep. Yeah, Gene, in a, in a way it was. Uh, so, for example, if someone shows up and they've got three different prescriptions for the same drug from three different doctors on the same day or within two days of each other, you don't give them uh, basically a, a six month prescription fill for 30 days. You know, you, you've got to look at each person. If a person comes in and says, hey, I know my health insurance is on file here, but I'm paying cash for these opiates. You, you don't, you, you know, you, you, need to, you need to dig into it. You don't just automatically fill those prescriptions. Nalina Folks has declined an invitation to come on this program. We think we'll get her at some point, and she'll face tough questioning when she does. Let's move to the governor, Governor McKee. He's been on the job for almost a year now, and uh, we had him on 10 News Conference, a special edition, early on, but he's made so much news. Let's listen to him on my radio show, talking about COVID and the Omicron uh, crisis just a couple of days ago. 
we're not going back to where we were, you know, when, when we were at the height of this thing with the, a full force into the restaurants. We're, we're, you know, we're expecting people to comply because it's the, it's the safe thing to do for our state of Rhode Island. We'll be out there, you know, reviewing what's happening on the ground. Uh, you know, if somebody wants to get in your face like a couple of people did in the last time around and say, hey, I'm not doing it, blah, 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 and they draw yeah. attention to themselves, you know what? We're going to knock on that door, Gene. Restaurant owners who don't want to follow his rules, Allison, he says he'll knock on the door. He's trying to find a balance, right, which he has to do, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, some people think it's his to lose. He has the bully pulpit. He is the governor. A big misstep, though, when it came with the bonuses, though. Yeah. That definitely pulled him back a little bit when he was giving out bonuses to state workers for getting vaccinated. So he's going to have to balance everything against that, too. Also, he's got the ILO uh, issue. Yes. The, did people get preferential treatment to get a certain contract? And he's starting to second guess uh, whether or not he did the right thing in giving in to the hospital chiefs, the bosses, who demanded a vaccine mandate. They lost a lot of nurses and people because of that. Now they've got a shortage. And we're seeing nursing homes potentially shutting down now yeah. as well. I think at least four so far because they don't have enough staff, but at the same time they're required to staff up. All right, let's move to the mayor of Providence. We will have uh, a new mayor at some point in Providence. Uh, mayor Alorza, we thought, was running for governor. He bailed out, so it's he setting the stage for the next person. Let's begin with uh, some of the hopefuls. Brent Smiley, who was the uh, top person to Governor Raimondo for many, many years. He ran for mayor himself, and he has suddenly become the centrist in this race now. We thought of him once as a far-left progressive, but compared to others, he has now moved to the center. Let's listen. Brett Smiley. I do think the worst thing that we could do is just to say, you know what, this is too hard. We're just going to hand the schools back to the Providence because what we were doing in Providence was not working. What do you think about barring 704 large? to balance the books on the pension. I think every this is the largest problem facing the city, and some state leaders have said it's the largest problem facing the state. So every mayor, the current mayor, the next mayor, and the mayor after that, uh, uh, should always be thinking about how to make progress on this huge problem. Uh, second, this would be, as far as I can tell, the largest borrowing in Rhode Island's history. This deserves the most rigorous evaluation possible before we allow the capital city to borrow more than anyone has ever borrowed in Rhode Island's history. Um, third, I think that the interest rate environment is a unique moment that this is an idea worthy of consideration. Do you support defunding the police? No, I don't. How will you deal with other politicians in your city that not only want to defund it, they want to abolish them? Well, I think that the mayor is primarily responsible with administering the city and keeping the residents safe. And so I intend to stay down the path of community policing, continue to diversify the ranks, look at alternative measures for things like dealing with people suffering from addiction and other mental health issues. But I, uh, but I will administer the, the city and, uh, and manage the police department in, in an effective way to keep Rhode Island or Providence residents safe. What kind of... Allison, smart answer. No to defund yes. the police. And he didn't, even bring, he didn't mention reimagine. Just steered clear of both yeah, of them. It's, it's one become of those a litmus issue, particularly. Right. Look what's happening in Chicago and San Francisco, where the mayors are begging now. He came right out and said no. Yeah. He was the only one, I think, in all your interviews who did that. So. Surprising that he's the centrist now. That's right. Brett Smiley. All right. Well, listen, he was with Governor Raimondo for a lot. I'm sure he, he has a lot of experience when it comes to the administrative end of how to work the state, let alone the city. So that it should work in his favor. All right. Let's go to another candidate for Providence Mayor who has experience because he worked with a couple of other mayors and he had been working with the Secretary of State. That's uh, Democrat Gonzalo Cuervo. Are you defund the police? Absolutely not. What people want is better, more accountable policing. Mm -hmm. They don't want less policing. They want they want police to improve the community police relationships and to be accountable when there's wrongdoing. We all know in any profession, regardless of what that is, 
there are there are some folks that, that yes. don't do a good job and we need to hold those accountable would you increase funding to, for the police or at least hold it level and all this stuff about reimagining uh, is that not for you? I think we absolutely have to reimagine public safety. But I think what happens is we end up in these binary conversations where you're either for defunding the police yeah. or you think that the only solution is to hire a ton of new cops. And I think that the reality, like most things in life, is much more nuanced than that. What would you do with the Superman building? It's empty. There's no real plan to get that thing filled or torn down or whatever you want to do. What would you do with the Superman? I think the Superman building... As an office building, I think there's general consensus that it's too it's obsolete. Mm -hmm. it's, it doesn't work as an office building. I think we have to look at other options for it. They're a combination of maybe retail on the ground level and some sort of housing or institutional use in the upper levels. Yep. That, that, that's a conversation that's going to require a lot of input from the state. And everybody's been passing that conversation around like a hot potato. Now, what about the conversations, conversations versus action, right? Prediction. Uh, you will not hear even reimagining the police. Not anymore. Going forward. Those will be two words, defund and reimagine. You won't hear. Oh, and he also said absolutely not that time around. So. All right. The final yeah. candidate is Nirva LaFortune, city councilwoman. She mm -hmm. is defund the police. In fact, she voted against the whole city budget, the whole budget, because it didn't cut the police department. So she, she may have to navigate some tricky hurdles. Coming up, Nirva LaFortune. I didn't support the police budget because the police department asked for more funding, but yet they did not provide us with a comprehensive safety plan. In what organization can you go and say, well, I need more resources, I need funding, but I don't have a comprehensive plan to show how we're going to allocate those funds, how we're going to utilize or services. And so it's about being smart. If we're going to invest more funding in the police department, then we also should know how that funding is going to be spent. Right. What I'm looking for is a true program within public safety to respond to this um, to, um, to the needs of our community. What about the buses, getting the buses out of Kennedy Plaza? There's a plan to put a terminal up near the courthouse, and there was another mm -hmm. plan to put kind of a hub system. What's your, what's your take on Kennedy Plaza and the buses? Whatever decision is made is informed by the riders. It's a decision that's going to make our um, it's environmentally um, appropriate um, is a decision that's going to increase ridership. That Superman building has been empty. Uh, nobody really knows what to do with it, including the guy who owns it. What would you do with the Superman building, Councilwoman? This is an opportunity to turn that building around and make it into mixed-use development, um, zone it as inclusionary zoning. We can have housing that it can include affordable housing, workforce housing, right. people who are paying um, full rate and then people who might be subsidized and then have commercial space at the bottom. Um, but we need to start thinking outside of the box. All right, let's go to the tax bait. Well, if uh, former Councilman Michael Solomon decides to run, we'll have him mm -hmm. on as well. And Allison, okay. you notice there was no Republican for governor. Yes. We haven't heard yet. It was Darling, Dave Darlington came out and said, I'm interested. He hasn't formally declared. And if a Republican comes along, uh, it might be their year. It might There's be. A lot We've to seen pick it on. before, right, with Governor Kachiri. So uh, Governor kind of balancing things out, as people like to say. I know this. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, listen, that's a quick look at uh, these candidates.